With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you under the Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study from God's eternal Word. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God together today. Again, I do want to thank the Lord for the new stations that's been added, and I trust the broadcast will be a blessing for you, and you'll let us hear from you if it is. Uh, open your Bible this morning, the book of 1 Kings, chapter number 17, and we continue our study from the life of Elijah. We looked last week at chapter number 17, verse 1 through verse number 6, and we saw the brook experience. As we looked at that, we saw that obedience is the key to God's provision. Obedience is the secret to every aspect of Christian victory and Christian success. We're going to be looking this week at the barrel experience, and here we see that obedience is the key to God's programming. God's timing is very important. We must not be late. We must not be early. We must be in step with the Lord. But let me back up for just a moment and review and then come right into the study of the Word of God today. In our study, we're looking at three thoughts about each of these experiences in the life of Elijah. We're looking, first of all, at the orders. Then second, we're looking at the obedience. And thirdly, we're looking at the outcome. As we looked at the Brook experience, we saw his orders were threefold. Number one, there's a proclamation. God said, get thee hence, turn thee eastward, and hide thyself. Number two, we saw there is a place. God said, I want you to hide yourself by the brook Cherath, which is before Jordan. And he goes on down to say in verse number four, I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And I pointed out to you the importance of being there. And again, may I say it, there is a there for every saved person. There's a place where God has a plan for your life. And it's not only important that we find God's plan, but it's also important that we find God's place. And then we saw in verse number five, Elijah's obedience. The Bible said, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. And I said last week, and I said again, I know of no better definition of the word obedience than that simple statement found in verse number five. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. May that statement be said about each of us who are saved by the grace of God. And then we saw not only orders and the obedience, but we saw the outcome. In verse number six, the Bible said, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. So you see his orders, you see his obedience, 
and you see the outcome. While others are starving in the famine, Elijah is enjoying two good meals of meat and bread every day. So obedience is the key to God's provision. Now, may I remind you, the Lord does not perform miracles just to be doing something or just to prove that he can. There is a message in the miracle. What is the message in the miracle? May I say to you, God is trying to teach Elijah and teach you and I also that he is sovereign. He's in control. He is in complete control of all the situations and surroundings of our life. You see, here he's teaching Elijah, first of all, that he is sovereign over that bird, that raven. Now, the raven being a meat-eating vulture, it is not normal for that vulture to give up its meat. But God knows how to get that from those who have it and get it to those who need it as we obey God. He's not only teaching him, he's sovereign over the bird. Somebody said the miracle of that bird giving up its meat, and somebody else said the miracle was that that Orthodox Jew ate that unorthodox meat from that unorthodox bird. But I want to tell you, God's able to put it together. He knows how to control the bird. But not only is sovereign over the bird, he's sovereign over the beast. He knows where the meat is. Now, I do not know where the raven got the meat. I could speculate where the meat and the bread came from, but I do not know. And so I leave it at that. And then he's sovereign over not only the bird and not only the beast that the meat came from, he's sovereign over the bread. He knows where the bread is. And he's able to get it there. And we're going to find in this next one, he's able to provide it. But then uh, he's sovereign over the brook. He can keep that brook running as long as he wants it to run. But then we discover in verse number 7, the Bible said, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Do you say, preacher, how long did that brook run? As long as God wanted it to. As long as God wanted Elijah to stay there for that brook, then God kept the water coming down the stream. And I want to tell you, friend, that same thing is true in your life. You get in the will of God, and I don't care what opposition you might face, God is able to keep the brook running, the blessings flowing, as long as he wants you to stay there in that particular area. All of my life of preaching, I've looked at life in that simple manner, where God is guiding, God is providing. And when God's provision stops, then I feel like it's time that I look at something else. And so Elijah stays by the brook until the brook dries up. That I want you to notice in verse number 8. The Bible said, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. And behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. When God lets the brook dry up, you can rest assured that God will issue other orders. And by the way, he does not issue them until the brook dries up. Why should God give second orders 
when we've not completed first orders. But when it came time for Elijah to move, God speaks to him a second time. We'll look at the same three thoughts in our outline. First of all, there is his orders. Second, there is his obedience. And thirdly, there is the outcome. And we'll look at them as the Holy Spirit develops them in the next few days of broadcasting. Notice now the orders, if you will, in verse number 9. Again, we have the same three divisions of the orders that we looked at before. There's a proclamation, there is a place, and there is a provision mentioned in verse number 9. Notice God's proclamation to Elijah. He said in verse number 9, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Now, in that statement of Scripture, there are three simple truths. Number one, God said, Arise. God said, Get thee to Zarephath. And then God said, Dwell there. So the proclamation is, Arise, get thee to, and then dwell there. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, and dwell there. There's a proclamation. But not only there's a proclamation, but there is a place. God did not say to Elijah, You leave the brook Cherith and go anywhere you choose. No, my friend, the plan of God is not up to our choosing. God not only has a proclamation for us, but God has a place. It does not matter to me whether you're pastoring, whether you're an evangelist, a missionary, whether you serve the Lord as a member in a local church, whatever you're doing, God's got a place for you in your life. And friend, God said to Elijah, I want you to arise and get to Zarephath. And he said, I want you to dwell there. Now, God even said to Elijah, I'm not going to change your address number. When you get over to Zarephath, it'll be the same T-H-E-R-E that it was here by the brook Cherith. So God said to Elijah, there's a proclamation, arise, get to Zarephath, dwell there. There's a place, Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon. And then I want you to notice there is the promise of a provision. He said again in verse number 9, But behold, I have commanded the widow woman there to sustain thee. He said to Elijah, back in verse number 4, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. He says to Elijah here in verse number 9, I have commanded the widow woman to sustain thee there. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So God again does not send Elijah on a mission with no provisions being made. And friend, I want to say it again. I wish I could drive this deep into our heart. God does not call on us to do something and then say to us, let me take a, a few days and get everything together for you. No, my friend, God does not issue an order and say, now you wait 24 hours and let me go back to heaven to make arrangements so you can have what you need. No, my friend, 
where God guides, he has already made provision for everything that you will need for that journey. Let me say again what I said last week. When our God is called Jehovah Yireh, it not only means the Lord of provision, but it means the Lord of prevision. He sees the need before the need arises, and he'll have that need waiting on you at the moment you need it. Am I speaking to somebody today that God's dealing with about being a missionary, about being a pastor, a church planner, an evangelist? Am I speaking to some Christian today that God is just dealing with you about giving more money to missions and to the work of God? And your flesh is saying, but I don't have the money. But I cannot go do this on my own. How am I going to finance the work that God has called me to do? I want to tell you, dear friend, that's not your worry. That's God's worry. And you can rest assured that as you obey God, that God has already made provision for every proclamation that he makes in your life. And my friend, all we got to do is obey God, and we will experience God's provision for our lives. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's all Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. Let me encourage you that you pray for the broadcast, that the Lord would bless it and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I want to encourage you that you write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio ministry. We have a few churches and individuals that support us on a monthly basis, but we need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for us? And then as the Lord directs your heart, sit down and write to us and share with us in the financial burden. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 307 35. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Oh,